0: Uh, good morning. Oh, come, come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome, people, to episode 228. We are flying through the 200s. Yes, indeed. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as I have ever, I am joined by Ian Loring. Hello, guys. Um, Ian, I- I've i am sat on my bed recording this on my iPad because I still have no functioning laptop, and I I, I just. I just consciously had to get up because I was just in a pair of shorts, the t T-shirt, and thought, I can't podcast like this. I can't be speaking to Ian in just a pair of shorts, a yes, T-shirt. Of course you and can. So I, so I got fully dressed again. Nice. Well, I, I got a shirt and tie on, so I've obviously dressed for the occasion. you dressed for the occasion, yes. Um, well, we've got a, a triple review show for you people um, tonight uh, because... Well, because Netflix uh, keep dropping stuff um mm. if they drop new stuff that's that's good and looks interesting, then you know why not watch it? So we have uh we have watched um the Myowitz stories. And we have watched The Babysitter and we have also brought, I'm going to bring you a review of the new Thomas uh, Alfredson film, The Snowman, which stars uh, Michael Fassbender. Uh, amongst that, we'll give you some trailers, uh, a little bit of what we're watching. I think I've watched a few bits that weren't these three movies uh, and we'll probably have the usual tangents. We've got a couple of good questions. Uh, Ian, is there anything I'm forgetting? No, I do think so, mate. Yeah, no, all good. Coco, cool, cool. is there anything anything non-hideous that's happened in the film world <laughs> this week that we should I don't think chat about?
1: So. I don't think so, to be fair.
0: It's all pretty... It's all still the fallout, isn't it? Yeah, which, which, t- to be honest, you know, it, it, it's it, it's understandable and um, it, it, it's it's a big story and it clearly needs it clearly needs looking at and, uh, you know, a lot of people seem to be trying to kind of deal with it in in a holistic way but then that's kind of adding backlashes with the academy kicking all right so you're going to kick him out about that hang on a minute though what about those guys there yeah uh and then there's certain people where you go in do you know what you don't need to make a statement you're the you're the person who really should be just keeping fucking quiet and staying away would he please
1: (laughs) yeah i mean it just i mean to be fair it just shows how fucking out of touch he is you know it it, it is yeah it's just just go like just enjoy your fucking new york life and you're making one film a year and like playing your jazz and whatnot i mean the thing is woody allen is old he's Hmm. old and he probably doesn't have a, a great understanding of how the world generally works these days um, and I mean, like he, he came out and clarified after, but it, you know, it just, fuck man, I don't know. Every, everybody's got to put out a statement about everything. And Woody Allen does not need to put out a statement about this. It'd be like fucking no. Polanski putting out a statement about it. You know, it just is, like, just leave it alone.
0: It, it, it is that, and not, not everyone kind of needs to make a statement. But then again, there's been some people who've kind of been criticised for, not putting out statements and then putting out statements and saying, I kind of didn't know I need to comment on this. So here we go. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 I I don't know. Uh, It just
1: fuck man. It just makes me laugh that he's saying, you know, yeah, guys, I need help, blah, blah, blah. But he's also threatening to sue the New York times. And it's just like, do you know? No, no, you can't, you can't have it both ways. Just fuck off for a while.
0: Yeah. yeah, that that that's exactly it. It is just. Do you know what? Keep fucking quiet. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop talking. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I think
1: hopefully that will be our last word on the subject, though. And like yeah. I don't know, there'll be some other stuff to fucking
0: talk about next week. Oh yeah. Hopefully, in, you know, in a I say it's not that we're we're downplaying the situation or anything like that, but it's just let's say it, it, it's a situation that I think is it is best left for the, it, that particular situation is the best left for people to sort it out. And I think for the, for the sensible people within Hollywood to kind of go to the, to the people that they know have a bit of a, do you know what? your time has gone you cannot get away with it anymore this isn't fucking new in hollywood it's been going on since the fucking 40s this so is a yeah. 70 80 year old problem let's not act like it's it's a new problem it's what what it is is social media um and and almost like a rise in 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 left politics i think it, it which sounds crazy i'm not saying that it's it, that that it's because of that, but I think in this climate of um, political anger, essentially, it, 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 it's 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 forced people to go. Do you know what? This won't fucking work happening anymore. This won't stand anymore. And I think that social media has given a platform to for people um, to kind of go, fuck it. No, this is it, this is that, and we need to sort this out. And hopefully now all of us will go. Thank fuck. We can. Can we fucking Knit this in the bud now. We've been waiting for a long, long time. It this it needs to go from being the norm to being something that is very much in the fucking rearview mirror. Very much so. Yep. Cool.
1: Um, it's nice still isn't it? Yep, yes, it is. Uh, Ian, uh, what trailers have you watched this week? Okay, so um, I think a couple. Um, so the New Mutants, which I don't know anything about it, so I like, the trailer starts and it's all a bit horror y, and I was just thinking, oh, they're doing a nice bit of misdirection here before it turns into like X Men babies. Um, and then it doesn't. It's just like, right, it's a horror thing. And apparently, the director, Josh Boone, basically wants to do a trilogy of horror movies set within a different subgenre for each one.
0: That's bit... very. That's very uh, American horror story. Yes, yes, that, quite. Yeah.
1: And you know what? I don't think the trailer is particularly inspired, and God knows it's taking its fucking visuals from other things. But mm. I will watch a Marvel
0: property horror film. Well, yeah, that, that's it. I, I, I'm the same as that. It, it, it's interesting. Is it the first? Is it their first proper genre pick? It's got,
1: I mean, it's got to be, hasn't it? I mean, I mean, I suppose you've got Blade, which is kind of an action horror. I mean, Blade 2's definitely got some horror-inflected stuff going on it. It's got
0: some gothic stuff in there, hasn't yeah, it? It's got some yeah. very Del y leanings, but... I don't know go that goes as to say it's full blown no. genre. Do no. you know what? Do you know what's weird? Do you know what I think is the closest to a full blown? There's probably one standing out that that's listeners are shouting out at us now. But the closest to kind of full fucking genre would be something like the um the, the, the first two Punisher movies actually. Not the, you know that the Punisher one with Dolph Lundgren and the Punisher one with Thomas Jane. Mm. Are proper B movie action films. That's true. You know, you could possibly call it genre picks, but I suppose this will be the first genre genre pick, not sub-genre pick. Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, I, I, but, I mean, it, it's not... I don't know. It, it, it I, It's not a very inspired trailer. I mean, what did you think of the trailer itself?
0: It looks like standard studio uh, horror fare. Like you say, it's not very inspired. It looks very... It looks very contained. It's not It's not doing anything new apart from the fact that it's a Marvel horror movie. The
1: thing is, I can just see it being like $30 million budget, and I'll just make that back a few times over at least. And if it's good, then word of mouth will probably get it higher than that. You know? Yeah, um, yeah I mean, we'll see. I'll, I'm, I'm definitely... I'm, I'm interested more based on concept and trailer, but I am interested.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm the same. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you know, it, 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 it's—I'll watch it. I can't say I'm—I'm I'm excited for it, but I—I mean, I wouldn't be intrigued if it didn't say Marvel at the beginning of it. If I'll say.
1: Yeah, that's a very—that's yeah, a very good way of putting it, actually. Um, and um, I mean, the only other one I think I watched is um, Black Panther, which just looks really impressive. <laughs> Straight up, you know, I, 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 the world building in it looks cracking so i mean like christ if if the if the editing in the film is anything as interesting as the editing in the trailer then i think we're going to have some really interesting stuff going on and i love i love that it's coming out in february
0: you know yeah I, that that kind of took me by surprise I, I had no idea it was it was february it was it was going to be coming out in
1: I mean, they're, they're basically they're trying to kind of like take over the whole of the um, whole of the year, really, aren't they? Marvel, because you've got this in February, you have got Infinity War in like Deadpool. April, May. You got in Deadpool well, yeah. February as well. No, Deadpool's a uh, summer movie now.
0: Is it Deadpool a summer movie now? Wow.
1: Um, yeah, like that. That thing's like June, and I mean that's that's I mean that's kind of Fox anyway. So I mean, but in terms of Marvel Studios, you know they've got they've got Black Panther, they've got. Um, they've got uh, uh, Avengers and um, they've got something else next year as well. But for the life of me, I can't think what it is. And Man and the Wasp.
0: Oh, is that out next year?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's totally next year. Um, and then you've got like, yeah, so you've got three next year. And I mean, cause this year is the first year with free Marvel Studios films. And they, and it's basically, I think it's just going to be par for the course from there. Um, but I like the fact that, the February one see, is kind of taking a bit of a risk, you know? I mean, like summer is going to be infinity war. We all know it's going to make a fucking shit ton of money. Um, mm. so, you know, but the black Panther, I think is gonna, it's going to strike at an interesting time because if we have another Oscars, so white situation, this is going to be a couple weeks before the Oscars. Um, or which could get it some prep, like some like positivity going, or if it's actually quite a good year for um, for minority cinema at the Oscars, mm. then it could be striking while the iron's hot there is hot there as well. And I don't think they face their decision on when the fucking Oscars fall, but I think it, it, it's very ser- ser- serendipitous timing
0: um yeah I, yeah I i think it's it's very much to kind of go it, it's to launch it as the, the almost like the first blockbuster of the year totally which is which is random the first blockbuster of the year was coming so early this year it's like saying right you've had all the post awards season stuff bang here's 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 the fun fucking movies
1: well i mean the thing is i mean blockbusters can launch any time of the year now i mean we, we've got the mighty geo storm out this weekend and um you Know it's coming out in October, I, you know. It doesn't, I mean, and you've also got four Ragnarok coming out four days later in the UK, but you know, that doesn't matter because we've got Geostorm, Storm, um, yeah. Which, by the way, I'm quite looking forward to not having to watch that trailer in front of things again.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the same with that. There, there's it it, it, it did kind of take over from Kingsman as the trailer that, um that I didn't want to watch. I mean, already, I've only seen it in front of one fucking film, but already, I have a feeling that every time the fucking Churchill fucking trailer comes on, I'm going to go, oh, fuck off. Yeah, that's, that's
1: going to be in front of everything. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a good shout actually. Yeah. That was in front of Stoneman for me as well, actually. Um, Mm. Yeah. So
0: Black Panther. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not as big a fan of the world building as you are. To be honest, that worries me. It looks like a CGI. It looks very CGI. So
1: did four, you know. But there was some interesting yeah, but, production design and colours and stuff going on with that. So
0: yeah, it, it, it is. I think I, I think as a as a whole, it'll look a lot better than I thought it did in the trailer. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, God, who's shooting it? Is it Bradford Young? Is it? I, I, is it I think, young. Oh, I that's think very it interesting. might be.
1: And God if it's not, that's gonna make me seem very well, it's a black centric film, so they got a
0: black black cinematographer <laughs> and a fucking But I if have, it is, it, it is a little bit like it, it, it's it's a bruntly black class, it's a black um, director, it's a black cinematographer. It's kind of a little bit like right. Do they need to be? Have you chosen these people because of this, or have you chosen them because they're incredibly talented people? Right. Bradford Young is. An, is
1: I, I, I'm just immensely racist, apparently. Because is, is it not? No, Rachel <laughs> Morrison, who is, uh, it looks to be a white woman, who yeah. shot. Yeah, I feel fucking horrible. Bradford so, Young, not... he's doing something big though. No, this is bothering me now. Bradford he is, Young's yeah. doing
0: something. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a fantastic cinematographer. Um, so, so not only are you racist, you're also misogynist as well, that would appear then.
1: Yeah, apparently so.
0: Yeah, who knew? <laughs> what What's um, what she shot then? The name was about? Dope. It's good yes. looking for... Right, fucking so- Solo. He's
1: shooting Solo. I knew it was That's something it. big. Yep. Fine. Yeah. Fine. She did Dope. Um... Station cake sound of my voice quite quite indie indie uh, but she's she's jumped up fair play
0: did she do Fruitville Station you said mm. I've got that's uh, what's in it, it the Cougs. yeah Ryan Coolidge cool yes uh, well, what else Realize
1: you seen that I think that's it fucking hell man she shot Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie
0: oh the fr- oh.
1: oh god were you there at Frightfest that yeah
0: year? Yeah, when, when, um, <laughs> when Brad showed um, Tim and Eric the um, review that Jordan had written. Poor Jordan. And then pointed at Jordan and went, and went he wrote this. Such and God. it was scathing. Like,
1: that was a fucking dick move, man. I mean, like, I know everybody had had a bit to drink and whatnot,
0: but still, Jesus the, the thing is, the thing is, they were ridiculously nice about it. Yeah, they were. They, they, were. they were ridiculously nice about it. Um, Which kind of got John up. of That was the same year that Jord became everybody told. Is it Paul Um, Hayat, the oh, God, cinematographer and uh, fucking... editor of uh, the terrible film, Tish? Seasoning House to shut the fuck up when he was talking through somebody's movie. Yeah, (laughs) that was fantastic. The way that he did it was like, excuse me, yeah. Yeah. We sat through your shitty movie. Can you shut the fuck up, please, and let us watch this? (laughs) Yeah, it was. um... God, God, that front fest
1: was weird. That was a fucking weird weekend. That was the rapey one, wasn't it? It was was the rapey rapey one.
0: Where were we going? It's not just us, is it? But it seems a little bit. It was. It was nice. a film didn't have rape in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. No, I think I'm good, mate. Uh, you go ahead if you've got any.
0: Uh. Um. Uh, I can try to think. Uh. No, I think that's about it, really. To be honest, I think. Uh. Let me just, let me just double check sure there was something else that I'd, that I'd forgotten was it star wars last week the new star wars trailer yeah yeah it was wasn't it yeah because uh, you, you were a
1: mince face joy assassin
0: yes she did yes yes mm. yes my wife my wife loves me um mm. so yeah yeah so it's me i keep forgetting it's me keep forgetting it's me who's staying in the ship right so the snowman let's let's delve into that mm. uh, um a, a crime thriller directed by Thomas Alfredson uh, based on a Joe Nesbo book written, uh, by the same name as Snowman which is part of a series of the uh, Harry Hall um, Detective stars Michael Fassbender Rebecca Ferguson Charlotte Gaines was in there J.K. Simmons is in there we promise you Val Kilmer is in there mm. um, but yes uh, so <laughs> Uh, that's interesting enough. It was produced by uh, Martin Scorsese. This movie um, edited by Thelma Schoonmaker. <laughs> it was it well well Thelma Schoonmaker is the Schoonmaker. listed editor on the film, isn't right. she? Yes. It is only the second non-Scorsese movie she has edited in the past twenty years, mm. and only actually, I think the third non-Martin Scorsese movie she's ever edited and she took mm. over it in due is from somebody else. Oh, did you? Right. Yes. Okay. Which is <laughs> kind of making some sense, isn't it? Mm, right. <laughs> right. Story is, um, the film opens up uh, with a pre-credits scene of a a police officer arriving at a house and asking a child some questions and every time he gets the question wrong he smacks the mother of the child in the head and then he goes upstairs has his way with her um, and then leaves and the mother what well, all spoils all the time gets in the car drives off with the kid drives in the middle of the lake ice cracks uh, the kid gets out of the car and the mother just sits there and lets herself sink into the Frozen lake and drift away in the car, and thus essentially committing suicide, we then fast forward some thirty years later, would you say I think it is yeah 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 um, to uh, detective Harry Hall, played by Michael Fassbender, who is a former great detective who is now uh, an alcoholic who seems to just kind of flip between big case to big case. And he's partnered up with uh, Katrine Bratt, played by Rebecca Ferguson, and they're investigating the serial killer nicknamed the Snowman. However, is it actually mentioned in the film that he's nicknamed the Snowman? Um, Things start to come together (laughs) um, with different people doing different things essentially women keep going missing uh, and this seems to be um the killer's mo is that he's possibly targeting women who have had abortions mm. so, so this is gonna go down so well in our current climate <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yes uh, he is not a pro-choice um serial killer uh, ian what did you think of the snowman
1: but what, what I thought was, what the fuck was that? Um, it is um, the biggest waste of talented people I've seen in a film and I genuinely don't know how long. Like, everything about this, is, like, on paper, is classy as fuck. Yes. You've got, and the result is this really weirdly generic, oddly fucking hilarious at points bag of what the shit is this? Which Alfredson has already come out and said, like less than a week after it came out, before it's even come out in the US, has come out and said, They didn't get to shoot enough of what they wanted to do. The production had to start in a hurry because they got the money quicker than they thought they were going to. You know, it was actually shot like last year, and then had reshoots this year. Um, It is, it is a fucking mess. It's not. I mean, it's not incoherent, but it just. What I what is the focus of the film? Is it is it Harry Hole's? Uh, H- is it Harry Hole? Is it his relationship with his ex and his ex's son? Um, is it this weird, interesting relationship he's got with his ex's new partner, which I thought until it turns out the new partner was just the killer all along, was a really interesting portrayal of like an ex. <laughs> Dealing with the partner's new love. You know, mm-hmm. like, I thought, like, the, the bit where he covers for him when he's on the train and says, Oh, I completely forgot that he, he phoned. I'm sorry, that was my fault. I just thought that was a really nice little character moment. And then it's like, Oh, no, he's just, he's the killer. You know, it, 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 it's, there's not, there's not a wit, there's not an ounce of wit or invention here, unless you count. Alfredson setting himself a task of making snowmen with stupid fucking smiles on their faces as threatening as possible and failing miserably as invention. The thing is, the cast make it not terrible because they're all serviceable apart from one exception. And I don't really think it's his fault. Um, But it just I don't know what the film was trying to say. And by the end, it just, like I mean, funnily enough, a guy I work with ended up being, I was on the end of one row, and then there was the stairs, and then a guy I work with who did, I didn't know was going to be there was on the end of the other row like right next to me. And he said to me after, I don't know how you dealt with the, with the people chatting all the way through it, but behind you, you got the patience of a saint. Actually no I know I do know how you dealt with it was it was it the only thing keeping you awake cuz it was the only thing keeping me awake and it was just like I was thinking about it it was like yeah they were chatting throughout the whole film the whole film these two people were talking and I didn't give a fuck uh,
0: yeah, within seconds I had been over saying shut the fuck up
1: no the <laughs> thing is I didn't care it was just like I don't I can't make the effort for this film I can't make the effort I can't I like, just I don't, I don't, I don't care it, like it is like the, the thing is I wasn't particularly looking forward to it because I thought it was weird that it wasn't playing any festivals whatsoever. So I was already a little bit like, mm, let's see how this goes. But in terms of on paper, this thing's got to be the disappointment
0: of the year. Yeah. I, well, um, the thing is I, I actually, I did. I, I, the, the pre credits bit is, is a bit crap it is a bit look on her face Mm. what direction was that woman given? well i'm gonna i'm gonna come to the direction and and thomas alfred said in a second actually Mm. right um so the pre bits crap i actually think the first hour is all right all right i'm not going any further than all right but i wasn't bored in the first hour and then I looked at my watch at one point and not because I was bored just because I was curious as to what time it was because I wanted to see if I could start having my drink or not because I was quite thirsty um and so I looked and was like shit it's been an hour and five minutes gone and this is a two-hour movie I thought oh bloody hell that's gone quick and I thought all right do you know what I'm all right thought this was going to be a bit of a slog and then, about 20 minutes later, I was going, yep, yep, this is a slog. This is getting to be a slog. It's getting a bit silly. It's getting a bit... I don't know what, what's going on. Oh, well, he wasn't in it very much, was he? And then, oh, J.K. Simmons is here, though, so this should brighten everything up. Oh, no, no, he's, he's a dick. Oh, that guy is just creepy. And I, and it, and I just got to the point, I was like, Rebecca Ferguson goes from being a solid detective who is, is essentially using fastbender because he's a very good detective, mm. um, to help her. And if, essentially she's treating it like her case that she's getting control of because of his name. She's using his notoriety and his past record to ensure that she gets essentially the resources to do this case. Mm. And then they just kind of, which is really interesting. And he's even allowing her the freedom to kind of, to essentially, he's almost treating it like it is as much her case as it is his. He's not, Mm. he's not trying to pull rank or anything like that. He's off doing his bit and leaving her to do the, the bulk of the work. He's just investigating little bits that pique his interest but you get the feeling that he would have been including her with everything, but then she just goes off in a completely fucking different direction. And it, it, her, her motivation completely fucking changes. Um, Charlotte Gainsborough's character is, is all over the place, but I think that's kind of Charlotte Gainsborough's kind of always all over the place. Her characters are always that slightly cracked character. Um, Val Kilmer's character is—I completely agree. He's dubbed. There's no getting. There's no doubt about it. He's dubbed. But I think that could have been to do with the fact that he's had throat cancer.
1: Well, yeah, 100. It's just—it's really—it's
0: it's, it's jarring.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It is just—it completely takes you out of it, and especially and it, with the drunken performance that he's doing. That yeah, and it, dubbed. It's just—it's too. It's, it's too much. odd in this film that is trying to be really serious.
0: It is, yeah. And, and the thing is, as well, it, uh, there's got to be more. There, there, there might not, but I, I, I'm kind of saying myself, got to be more to get Kilmer. There should be more. Yeah, you think so? To get Kilmer because he's he he's one of the. When you go back and you look back at things like Tombstone and, and Heat. Uh, he's one of the biggest kind of fucking. Oh God, I wish it hadn't gone wrong. Because <laughs> it's no yeah. denying that it went wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Because he could, he could. We could be speaking about Val Kilmer now. I, I genuinely believe this. Had it not, whatever went wrong went wrong, or anything like that. Whichever wrong path he went down, or, or decisions he made, or people he pissed off, or whatever it was that he did. I think we could be talking about him the same way about Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, it could. It could well be, to be fair. Yeah, sure. Because I I think you go hard-pressed. For me, me, his Doc, uh, Holiday, is probably the greatest performance to not even get an Oscar nomination as a supporting character. That guy should have fucking walked away with every single award that year because it's incredible. Mm. um and then now he's doing this which then you're also looking and going well jk simmons is doing this rebecca ferguson's doing this michael fassbender's doing this charlotte Gaines, but you could kind of see her doing this anyway because she just kind of flips around doing whatever the fuck she wants which is and she's usually very good in what she does she, she plays a certain type of character and this character suited it. Mm. but yeah it, it, it just it it's got it, it, it seems to have all its fucking ducks in a row. And then it just starts picking them out and then just fucking throwing them into that frozen lake. and They're just fucking spinning around and it's going, somebody go and catch some of those. And everyone just goes, ah, ah. and there's people trying to catch them, but the ices just keep breaking and people fall in, so that duck fucking disappears. And then they're left with one duck and they go, well, let's fucking do this. And it's it's like fucking all mashed up and fucking mangled. And we get just a really weird ending that you kind of go... Are you seriously trying to set up a in sequel? Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched yeah. it? And this all thing brings me back to, right, is Thomas Alfredson a good filmmaker, or did he just happen to make a good film
1: well, I mean, I, when he made, I mean, let the right one in? I, mean, I I really, really rate Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. That thing is fucking, I, for me, that thing
0: is brilliant. You see, I need to re-watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy because I didn't like it. But on the surface, on the face of it, it should be fantastic based on the cast, the source material, everything. But I really, I didn't get on with it in the cinema. Really, should give it another watch. But then I do think about it and think, I should give it another watch. But has anybody in the world watched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spine more than once? I've watched, I've seen it twice. Have you? They're, they're, they're your, so you've seen it twice. And did you enjoy it the second time? Yeah. I, I, the, the, I will give it another go, but I'm just a little bit like, he's made two films in, what? When was, let, right, let me in, let right one in, was it 2011? It was shot in Let The right one in
1: was like, um, pre-2010,
0: bud. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Jesus, yeah. so, in nearly a decade, he's made two other movies. And one of them was rushed. And I had a, I, I, and the executive producer had to get his mate to come in and edit it. What the fuck happened?
1: Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it just there are odd choices all the way through. I mean, even little things like when um Fassbender breaks into Ferguson's place, and then she kind of like she kind of goes at him, and then he just kind of picks her up and almost like choke slams her into the floor. And yeah. it's a bit like that escalated quickly. Uh, it, it, it's um I, yeah I, I just odd moments like the bit where he walks into his house and it's the guy he thinks is the guy who's like fumigating his place dancing yeah. and he just shoots him and he just kind of like walks up to him and dances and walks out again it's like okay that's the killer obviously that's killer but what was he actually doing there yeah there's, there's stuff like that that just don't like, um I mean the J.K. Yeah. Simmons bit as well. It's just a red herring. It's got yeah. nothing to do with anything.
0: Yeah, and the Charlotte Gaines was saying to Fassbender, he wants to know his father is, and I just don't think I'm ready to tell him yet. And then that goes nowhere. Mm. And I mean, Cause just it's, even... like, it's, it's 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 like hang on a minute. So is it Fassbender? Is he actually the, the father, or is it, is it is it is it is it somebody else that, that that's cropped up? Is it? I don't know, it's just, it's a strange bit of dialogue to have in there, it? it seems like it's going somewhere, but it's clearly not
1: well that's the thing, I mean like the whole relationship that he has with with his ex's son which is quite interesting but like, just, again, I mean I, there's no point to it other than the general oh, fathers and their kids yeah also
0: he's an alcoholic who we don't really see drink that
1: much no, no he wakes up a couple of times that's about, well, I mean, the whole thing is like if he's got a case and he stops drinking, he's got
0: something to focus on. Which, yeah, is, is a fair is a fair argument. But it, yeah, it just and it, it, I, I had Rebecca Ferguson's character gone rogue, was she supposed to be there? Oh, if she wasn't, would she have really been given those cases? And would she have been given that thing to the fingerprint thing? Why does if we're in Norway, why does everybody just have a completely different accent? I mean, that's fine. But there's a lot of accents in this. Yeah, there, there's even yeah. people putting on accents. Yeah, quite. I mean, J.K.
1: Simmons tries his best. Um, yeah. I mean, at least he's giving a go at it. Like, Rebecca Ferguson and Mike, Michael Fassbender are basically doing English.
0: Um, which which is weird, because one of them's Irish and one of them's actually from D- Denmark, is Rebecca yeah, Ferguson yeah. from? Yeah, so she's Scandinavian. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, I don't know, and... I, don't, I I mean, like both Rebecca Ferguson and Michael Fassbender kind of feel like people who they're really trying to make huge movie stars and it's kind of not happening. Yeah,
0: Fassbender is, it, I think he's better as a supporting role or a lead in a smaller movie. But I mean, what, what has Fassbender been
1: in, in this year? He's been in Assassin's Creed, which did nothing. Um, He's been in Alien Covenant, which made markedly less than Prometheus and has basically derailed the Alien franchise for now, at least. Um, You know, he was in Trespass Against Us, which did fuck all. it's, It's literally the man's charm alone is the reason why people don't write fucking articles about how he's overrated and overpaid. Because if he was, fuck man, I mean, Christ, if he, I'm trying to think of an example here. By, I don't know if he fuck. If he was Adam Sandler, people would be fucking writing op-ed pieces about how he's he's just he's past it and it's not going to happen and blah 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 blah. But because he's charming and he's sexy, he see and he's part of a hot couple. He seems to be able to get away with it. I like Michael
0: Fassbender, but the man the man needs a hit do you know what i think michael fassbender's thing is i think he's a victim of kind of his own early success and the fact that he had he had that he had he had a fucking when he when he the thing is there's a lot of acts where they say once you get that opportunity you've got to fucking take it fassbender fucking took his opportunity like a motherfucker and went on to have you know even when they weren't great films, like for instance, like a dangerous method or, um, Centurion, for instance, isn't, they aren't great movies. They're, they're actually really interesting movies at least. Um, and then it just, you know, it, it's, you look at it. He had, Frank, slow West, Macbeth, Steve jobs were all very solid. But then you went to X-Men Apocalypse, The Light Between Oceans, Trespass Against Us, Assassin's Creed, Song to Song, Alien Government, and The Snowman. I mean, they're not great. I mean, I, I,
1: I, I would say
0: if his career... I, had actually, I, I've better, not seen Song to Song. If so it had gone might-
1: better in the last year or so, he would not be rocking back up for the new X-Men film. McAvoy, yeah, I can see it. Um, even though Lawrence Ma- is doing the new one as well, isn't she? She's is
0: she... yes, she is. Um, but I, I think I think with Lawrence it literally is they're going, right, you're in a movie with Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, and all these other actors, and you're gonna be with the highest paid person in it. And that's, that's how weird. we're gonna that's how we're gonna pitch it. Yeah. To Hollywood press, is look, look at this movie with these A list people in it who aren't like the A list, like the A list used to be where it used to be Clooney, Pitt, Damon, blah and blah and blah. But you could call Fastbender A list and you could blag that McAvoy is, is A list in a way um, and say, right, but you're fucking paid almost fucking double what these guys are going to get paid.
1: Didn't realise Jessica
0: Chastain's in the new X Men. That's interesting. Is she? Mm. That is interesting. So I think that's that's what they're gonna that that's that's how they're gonna pitch it. Um, McAvoy, uh, as base, he said he enjoys doing the X Men movies, and he said that you know if I do an X Men movie, it means that I can afford to do this, this, and this. Simple as that. he, mm. he works on the. One for them, three for me. One for yeah. them, three for me.
1: Yeah.
0: And and he's 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 very good at it. And I, I yeah. think that maybe, to an extent, Fassbender kind of maybe needs to go back to doing that a little bit. Yeah,
1: no, I've, that, yeah, quite. I don't know. I mean, like, his agent's done some really good stuff for him. It just, it's, I don't it's know. It's not fair, quite like, worked
0: out the past couple of years.
1: But you know what? He's married to Alicia Vikander, so what do we know?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing something right by being a handsome motherfucker, isn't he? Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I don't know. The Snowman, I think it's definitely shit. Um
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I am just which is really disappointing. It is.
1: It's it's, it's I, I it's mental that this film turned out this rough. I, I like it's really, really, really disheartening. Um, but yeah,
0: yeah, so, um, I, I think the audience let's have a let's see what our poll came out with. The snowman, definitely not shit, 14%, touching cloth, 21%, and shit, 65%.
1: How many votes? 14. Yeah,
0: okay. So yeah, universally not good. Uh, yeah, it, 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 a, a big disappointment. I, th- I think, like you say, it, it is one of the bigger disappointments of the of the year. Um, oh, what should we do next? Should we do the babysitter or the Myrit stories? I'd like to do the
1: babysitter just because there's a bit of topsy turdiness going on. I think.
0: Yes. All right, right. Let's do the babysitter. 18 horror comedy directed by McGee. Yes. Directed by McGee. Um, star Samara uh, Weaving, Judah Lewis, Hannah May Lee, Robbie Amell, and Bella Thorne. It's a Netflix original movie. Um, yeah, uh, right. Well, story. Um, Cole Johnson um, is a 12-year-old kid who still has a babysitter um, and is kind of aware that it's weird that he still has a babysitter, but he kind of likes still having a babysitter because the babysitter is played by Samara Weaving. And I think there's two things there. One, she's hot. And two, she's kind of like a good friend to him or a Mm. confidant and kind of understands that he has certain neurosis would you call it in the fact that he's quite frankly scared of fucking everything <laughs> yeah. and she kind of understands that um, but he doesn't the kid isn't it, it, he's a little bit nerdy in, in a way but he a he's not a social outcast nerdy he's just a yeah. little bit neurotic we'll say um, he is talking to uh, his friend uh, who lives across the street uh, who tells him, you know, what he should do is stay up after um, he's been sent to bed. He should stay up to see what his babysitter is doing because she says that she's convinced that she's having boys around and is having some kind of orgy. So what does he do? He stays up. Loads of other teenagers come round and he witnesses what he thinks is an orgy, uh, but it's actually not, is it? It's a st- sacrifice um yeah the babysitter ian what did you think and this is one of my pleasant
1: surprises of the year um i had fun with this um i will say i watched most of it i watched most of it half cut after a wedding reception that we went to on saturday night um so I was a little bit bleary eyed and just ready for nonsense. And that's what I got. Um, it knows exactly what it is. It's not perfect, but I laughed quite a few times. Um, I thought it got the gore right on when it, when it, when it needed to. And I don't know, just, it's a film that's gleeful about what it's doing. um, climax as well and uh, yeah I think it's McG's best film in a fucking age um, and good for him you know I'd, I'd watch more of this kind of stuff from him to be honest I mean what do you think Mark?
0: Um I really, I really, 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 really enjoyed it. If mm. I were to make a, if, if, honestly, I think if I was to make a top 10 of my year so far, I think it'd sneak in, a, in that top 10.
1: I Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really thought about it. But if I had, if there was a top 20, I think it would be, a, it, it could be a contender in there.
0: Yeah, I, I it's, it absolutely knows what it's doing. It knows what it wants to do. It knows what it's doing. It's well executed. It's clearly written, directed and starring the cast. i uh, the I'd go as far as to the three main actors in it. So Samara um, Weaving, uh, Judah Lewis and uh, Robbie Amell. Um, I think that they all clearly have a good understanding of horror. Um, yeah. And the the genre. There's a bit where Robbie Amell is chasing um, Cole, the, the kid, and he's in a um, he's in a treehouse, and he's kind of like stalking around the treehouse, and he's doing the Jason Voorhees theme tune, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's like, do you know what? He's doing that so well, and it's so perfect that it can't be that McGee's said to him, do this. He's got to have come up with that himself. Okay. Mm. I, 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 because it's just so not perfect. And I've seen Robbie Mel in, in quite a few things, and he's actually he's actually a, quite a good actor, actually, in, in everything I've seen him in. He's always been really quite entertaining. Um, he was the guy in the, the Dust, which is a terrible movie, but yeah. he's the best thing in it by a long fucking way. Uh, which is weird because you'd think by looking at him that he's just going to be the token hot guy. It has possibly one of my favourite movie um, moments in cinema this year, which is a joke which I am still laughing about, which is when Cole comes to what is it and he's tied to the chair and the first thing he says is, why isn't he wearing a shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fucking killed me. Like, literally fucking killed me. Not only did it kill me, I watched the trailer before I watched the movie to see if it was something we wanted to watch on Saturday night. And mm. that joke is in the trailer, and I burst out laughing. And then when it happened in the movie, even though I knew it was coming, I still burst out laughing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was it was fantastic. It, it's, it's pitching itself to everybody. So you've got a decent amount of gore in it. There's a decent amount of um, comedy in it. There's some fun kind of kids not really knowing what's going on stuff. There's an insanely hot psycho chick in it, which is just fucking catnip to me. Um, and you've got a hot guy without a shirt on for like literally half the movie. I mean,
1: yeah, just the the fact that I don't know. There's like characters in this who want to like who know they need to kill him. But at the same time, I don't know. The w- weirdly not taking it seriously and trying to help him out as well, like yeah. the side bit with Robbie and like basically trying to teach him how to take on a bully. And I just like at the end of it, it's like you know you got guts, kid. You know, I like you. I got to kill you, but like, you know, I like you. You're a good. You're a good kid. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 great. And the the, the, and that, the, whole, the whole thing with the. I don't know, it's just the whole thing with the bully and just like how he tries the, yeah. to stand up to the bully and he's just shit at it. Yeah, the the, the pet talk he
0: gives him before and he's like, What's going on? Why are you doing this? Yeah,
1: yeah like, you got to stand
0: up to that kid, keep your ground. He's like, What? All right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's brilliant. The Yeah, I, I, I mean, Bella Thorne's entertaining in it. Yeah, it's she's just good. like the, you know. She's very much aware of what she's doing, you know. The, the fact that she responds to the the question of why is he not wearing a shirt, and you've got the the black dude going, what? Why is that the first question? Mm. <laughs> and then she just goes, well, seriously, are you, do you have to ask that? And then Ruby just kind of looks down and goes, just kind of like looks at himself and just kind of shrugs his shoulders at the kid. And then the audience kind of looks at her, goes, yeah, fair point, actually. Yeah. yeah, fair point. If she's gonna wear those shorts, then he should wear a shirt. Fair enough. Yeah. The fact that they've stuck Bella Thorne in a cheerleading outfit, it's just, it's G almost sticking two fingers up at the audience and going, have that. But do you know what? Do you know what? We're not going to show you any titties or any, any female nudity at all. But this guy's going around not wearing a fucking shirt for ages. Have it. And I'm watching it going, this is brilliant. The bit where she's dancing with the kid is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love their relationship. And then the fact that she's still being super fucking nice to him. And, and, you, and the only criticism I've got of this movie is I wish they hadn't killed her off so we could have another movie. Oh, did
1: you not see the mid-credits bit? No. Oh. There's a mid-credits bit. I did not see the mid-credits bit. Yeah, it's basically like the police are looking around the house and stuff. And then she kind of like comes of them.
0: Oh, I need to watch that later. That's that. That is gen- So there's gonna be a babysitter too. They, they seem to imply it, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant because because uh, um, yeah because it it it's being well received um uh, and it's I could certainly see them getting getting a, a number two out of this. Yeah, it, it's 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 a lot more fun than it has any right to be.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that yeah that that's exactly it um I because. I don't know. I mean, like, we did we talk about Little Evil? I can't even remember. Yeah, that. we did. Yeah, we yeah we did I, like really I, briefly,
0: didn't we? I, yeah, I, I watched it and then three days later forgot literally the entire fucking movie.
1: Yeah, and I mean that that's that's a film where it is just like right, yep, yeah, fine, okay, off into the ether that goes. Um, mm. But this, I don't know. This actually feels like McGee gives a fuck, and it's visually interesting, and it yeah. stages the action well, and. You know the bit at the end with the kid driving the car and whatnot and they're just crashing it into the house is great. You know, and it, it, it's, I, 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 yeah, I, it, it's a great deal of fun. I mean, it is, it is throwaway, but it's memorable. Um, and I, I just good on McGee.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because it, it's, it, I didn't expect it from McGee. I'll be honest. I was a little bit like. It's a weird film for a bit but then when you think about it, it's kind of not actually.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, like, the, the thing is, I like the fact that he's obviously, you know, his, his cinematic reputation has been going down, down, down. And, you know, Netflix has given him some money and basically gone, right, do what you want. And he's come up with this. And yeah, it's great. Yeah, ab-
0: ab- absolutely. It's It's a... I say that the gore's good. It's interesting. It's well written. Um, it, 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 it goes through. It's you know there's, there's a lot going on in it, but it, it's it's simplistic as well. It, it knows its limits. It knows it needs to get in, get its shit done, and get the fuck out in ninety minutes. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, and I'm looking forward to watching it again. And I will be watching that big credit sequence uh, after we finish podcasting, just so I can see it happening.
1: Very quick, but
0: yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll like it if that's what you're wanting. Yeah, uh, and, and Samara Weaving is fantastic in it. Oh, not she's just pretty- because not just because she is incredibly pretty, which I think is is undeniable. But also as well, she's very charismatic
1: yeah she's um, actually um just to say she's actually in the um the the joe lynch film mayhem which played FrightFest. um oh yeah very different character and seems to be playing it older as well and i did not fucking recognize her from that it was only when i was writing up my review and went on imdb it was like fuck she was in that as well and it, it you know it, it's she could do other things is what i'm trying to say so good for her
0: yes uh and of course she's hugo Weaving's niece i believe
1: oh really
0: okay yeah it's hugo Weaving's niece hmm. um but yeah uh yeah i i, I really really enjoyed the babysitter i was quite i was quite surprised by it and quite a taken back at, at, at how much i enjoyed it and it's on netflix so essentially you can watch it for fucking free yeah yeah, uh, also audience poll on that, less to sort of pick through I think with that than, than The Snowman for sure uh, but audience poll, definitely not shit, 56% Touching Cloth, 11% and shit, 33% so more positive than that, you know, it's as with, with any type of film like that type of film that it is you're not going to be able to please everybody with that type of movie Yeah, yeah, quite It's not aimed at pleasing everybody, it's aimed at pleasing the people who are going to get on with it Hmm. Uh, do you want to do some what i have been watching then moving to Marowit's stories or have you... yeah no
1: sure yeah I mean oh, to be honest I've actually only got one thing and it's another Netflix film oh go on then what is it uh, Kidnap so this is the Halle Berry film which was in US <laughs> cinemas in August made 30 million dollars which isn't nothing but Netflix bought the rights to it in the UK so it's a Netflix original over here um so, yeah, kidnap. It basically, Halle Berry, she's got a kid. Kid gets kidnapped. She gets in her car, drives off after the people who, who stole him in the car. And there's a good half an hour or so, which is basically the, uh, like a car chase. But it's quite an interesting car chase in a way because it's quite stop-starty. Um, you know, there, there's, there's traffic. And there's roadworks. And it's like kind of tension about, like, well, how the fuck is she going to get to them now because of this? And, like, she finds ways and things like that. And it's... it's, I don't know. It's actually kind of more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. Even though, I mean, the, the, the stuff before and after that, not great. Um, there's an introductory scene, which essentially plays as a short film, where it's Halle Berry... It, working as a waitress um, and her son's there and like uh, like kind of waiting for her because like she's waiting for someone to like take her off the shift so he, she can take her son to the park and they're all these customers and she's having a really bad day and there's like this one customer who's being an absolute bitch to her and there's, a, like, there's another like customer who, who's like just like excuse me, miss, excuse me and it, you're thinking like right are these people all going to come back into it and then after that, to the park, and then like 10 minutes later, the kids get, kid gets kidnapped. And none of, the, none of those characters were ever in it again. And it was a bit like, well, what the fuck was that about? They were making a really <laughs> big deal about this bitch character being really sarky to her. And then just, and it kind of almost, it almost felt like the film was kickstarted. And they said, if you give us $10,000, you can be one of the customers in this restaurant. like and that's how they funded the film or something it's really it's really weird it's just this like really isolate because it means absolutely nothing to the rest of the film um so after after the car chasey stuff it kind of just turns very generic like weirdly Halle Berry does Taken
0: but with less guns. Which seems to be a, a, now a, a. I think that's a pitch to loads, because there's been a lot of actors where you kind of looked at it and gone, right, so that film essentially is. It has been pitched to Sean Penn, Idris Elba, there's more, I'm sure, there's more Halle Berry, you with this, and I'm sure there's other ones where it's gone, basically, it's going to be your taken. And they've gone. Ooh, I could yeah. do this from that sweet taken money. Yeah, yeah, quite. I, I, it's. I mean,
1: the, the thing is, it's. I, 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 had a decent enough time with it. It's like an hour and a half long, so it's kind of hard to, like, hate it really. Um,
0: I think it's it's hard to not have a decent time to be honest with uh, Halle Berry movies a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, she's and, and she's good as well. You know, yeah. I mean, like she's got a really good like panicked. Holy fucking shit! My kid's gone. Look on her face, which is kind of all her character needs for a lot of it.
0: Because um, what was that one that we both we both kind of enjoyed? Where she played with Abigail Bresnett, the WWE movie. Oh, ah, oh, where shit, she played yeah. a um, I can't remember what it was called, but she played uh, a emergency response controller. Oh, what the fuck was that called? Yeah, we, I think we both kind of. Enjoyed the call? Was it? Or I think it the call? Yeah. I'll have a check now. It was something like that. The cars. I, I remember we kind of went, Do you know what? Yeah, it's not totally bad. The
1: call, it was so- the call <laughs> like yeah. Pulled that out of my ass.
0: Yeah, oh, yes, with Miguel Brisbane and Morris
1: Chestnut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was Brad was- Anderson, wasn't it? That's right, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. it was, yeah. Morris Chestnut. My gravy boat's named after Morris Chestnut. <laughs> nice. Um, <yeah. laughs> that's not that's not a euphemism. Literally, my gravy boat is named Morris Chestnut, mm-hmm. and I have a butter dish called Colin Salmon. This,
1: this is the world of Mark, everybody. <laughs> I'm,
0: of not Mark. Even, I'm not even joking. They're both cows. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. All right. Let's let's move it along. It's 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 worth a go. It's not it's not amazing, but it's also not laughable. Um, it, it's
0: it's absolutely fine. <laughs> absolutely fine is, is is is. I think that movie will take being called absolutely fine. Yeah, but to be honest,
1: it's the kind of thing that could be a poster quote for it. I think so, it, it would. Yeah,
0: know. they'd look through and they'd go, "Ooh, dude, the monkey said we're absolutely fine. Stick it on the poster. It's the yeah. best we're gonna get. <laughs> they can have it." we can have it we can have it yeah um, cool yeah anything else you've watched this week then is it just just, just that along with the yeah, I, I,
1: I did the Testament of Dr. Mabusa as well but that's uh, that's some uh, Patreon shit
0: so cool yeah. um, I, I have a couple of Patreon movies so I'll, I'll, I'll discuss those on the Patreon but I also watched Snowden finally got round to, to, to oh, that yeah. um, fucking which, which took me a while because fucking I film. What? it's a stupid fucking film sorry <laughs> you, you didn't get on with it did you uh, no no um, yeah, it's I, I, I like Oliver Stone movies. Um, I like Joseph Gordon Levitt. I actually quite like Shirley Woodley, actually. Uh, to be honest, um, it's got a good, it's got a really good cast. Actually, this movie. Um, but yeah, it's not perfect. It's. I get the feeling that if a forty-year-old Oliver Stone made this movie. It'd be a lot better than a 65-year-old Oliver Stone making this movie because I think it, he's he's lost a little bit of his bite. I think, you know, he's he, he was the guy who who asked very kind of hard questions um, and took a very often a very intelligent but quite a very um aggressive view on things. Whereas with Snowden it seems to be it it wants to be almost taken apart as I look at it. But also as well it wants to tell you how wrong what these people were doing. But at the same time I don't it just seems a bit of a confused movie at uh-huh. points. um i actually think that all the all the cast are quite are quite good in it but i just i don't know whether it's a story that needed a few years on it to get told i think i think there's there's too much of a rush nowadays for things to happen and then for us to get a fucking movie about it because it's kind of like right well hang on a minute um there's 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 going to be more to this story that's not come out yet and there's there's certainly there's bits that we don't we're having to separate the truth from the lie and the spin from the shadow with it and then to to do a a film about people that are very much still alive and kicking and around, but also to—I don't know—it's it, it, very difficult to tell a a full story of it when you're you're passing over ten years worth of of events or nine years worth of events that actually only happened a couple of years ago. It, 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 it's not, and it's. I think also as well, you've got people who you could definitely see that you could, you could predict where everybody starring in this movie is on one side of it. Yeah. They're not, they're not on another side. They're telling, they're all there to tell Edward Snowden's story because they see what he did as right. Now I agree. I see what he did right. As, as right but the film's not it, it's trying to not say that, that that look what he did was right it's trying to say you decide whether or not you think it's right we're going to show you all of the reasons why he did it and why he was in a better position to the,
1: the, the film would the film would help itself with that if it then didn't end with five minutes of the actual edward snowden talking
0: yes absolutely it, it, it shouldn't it, it, that shouldn't have, have happened and also as well it was a little bit the fact that it tried to mix together the um, the footage for how it's showing mm. you things was a little bit like you don't need to do that Oliver it, you, it's it, it's not that type of moving.
1: I mean the, the thing is as well it also completely shows up how shit Joseph Gordon-Levitt's impression of him is and it's not it's See, not I thought it was alright no, no it's not a performance it's a fucking impression and it's a bad one do what the, the, the voice I, th- I think the performance like it just I don't I was taken out of it throughout because it's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt trying to do French in the walk and it just
0: the performance is the fucking voice <sighs> I, I I could see I could see how that could bother you. Absolutely. Uh, the, the I, I think the, I, my bad performance in it was Zachary Quinter, to be honest. And he's not in it a lot, but when he is, he's not very good. Uh, I, I don't remember. It's it's been a while, in fairness. Yeah, uh, Melissa Leo's very good in it, and Shailene Woodley's very good in it. Tom Wilkinson's Tom Wilkinson. Um, but yeah, it's just. Do you know what the weird thing is? I actually, I kind of, I enjoyed it, but it should be a better movie, but it should be made in 15, 20 years time. Hmm. Not now. This, this, we've had it, we've had it too much where this rush to get things out, you know, while the events are still unfolding, it doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's like World Trade Center in United 93 and stuff like that. And It's, it, it it's, also i mean the fact that a lot of this stuff is quite raw and it's also kind of we're still feeling the repercussions like directly mm. um but also it just people after it's all been through the news cycle and it's been through social media and all this kind of stuff people just don't want to think about some things for a while they want to wait and then reflect on it later And I, I think you're i think you're absolutely spot on there bud
0: yeah and th- the thing is the uh, apparently um the, the team behind Last Week Tonight um, have are in talks with HBO to do a series of um, documentary films. Mm. Um, and one of the ones that is being pitched is Edward Snowden. Okay. And I'm looking at that going, I already think that will give us more of an insight and be more measured than this movie is. Sure, they, yeah. They started shooting this movie in 2014. They started shooting this oh, movie really early. nine months after the world knew where Edward Snowden was. It's not even a year. It's, you have to that's wonder just... You have to wonder
1: if Stone was just like, I'm interested in making a movie about this. And some finances were like, here's money, go make it now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, it, it, it was. It, it, it's, I don't know if those fans say it's a missed opportunity. Um, I think I enjoyed it cause I, I, I like Olive Stone movies, but it's better, but it should have been better in 10 years' time agree all right Fair enough. uh right uh the final of our, of our triple bill of reviews uh is the mayor stories new and selected uh, the new it's another netflix original um this one's written and directed by noah baumbach and uh, stars adam sandler ben stiller dustin hoffman emma thompson um and who else is in there as people in there isn't there um grace van patten uh is in there rebecca miller and elizabeth marvel is also in there have mm. i said emma thompson i think i have haven't yeah I? you have yeah um yeah so it's the story of uh, siblings played by adam sandler uh, ben stiller and elizabeth marvel um adam sandler's character danny and uh, elizabeth marvel's character gene are biological brother and sister, and Matthew, played by Ben Stiller, is their half-brother. Mm-hmm. They all share the same Dad, Harold Mayowitz, played by Dustin Hoffman, who is a, a sculptor and an artist who is... I don't know. It's hard to explain. Anything. He's kind of bitter about his lack of... I wouldn't say success, but lack of... Recognition recognition, that's the perfect word for it that he's received uh, and his kids all seem to have different levels of dysfunctionality um, with their relationship to him and their general relationships outside of him. Emma Thompson plays his new wife who is not the mother of any of these kids, is she? Mm-hmm. No, nope. yet. Yeah. Uh, who is an alcoholic essentially um, but uh, Harold Maywitt is either willfully ignorant of this or is in complete denial of it. Um, Ian, the is stories, uh, what did you make of it?
1: Yeah, so I mean I've got a, I've got a spotty track record with um, Noah Baumbach, um, even though sometimes I think maybe I just need to kind of re-watch his stuff because mm. I, I, I feel like I don't like Noah Baumbach, but then it's like, I like Mistress America. I liked While We're Young. Um, I like The Squid and the Whale. I like Margot at the wedding.
0: That's pretty much... That, yeah, you like quite a lot, then.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, the only one I didn't like was Greenberg, but I fucking hated Greenberg when I watched it. But maybe now I'd go back to it and I'd enjoy it. I don't know. You see, you see that's weird, that, because Greenberg's one of the ones that I don't mind. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, I mean, it just, it's... Um, Yeah. And I, I, I liked this. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say it's amazing. Um, but I liked it. I liked the dysfunctional relationships and, um, I, I, there were some lines that made me laugh, laugh out loud. There's a solid reference to Willem Dafoe, uh, in, in the film. Um, a line that Emma Thompson has uh, about about him, um, mm-hmm. which, which I was a fan of, um, and I I was glad for the for the final si- like the final five minutes of the film because I almost felt like it was letting um, Dustin Hoffman's character off, and I'm glad it didn't. Um, I, yeah, I I. I i enjoyed my time with it i mean it was one where i meant to like watch half of it one day half of it the other because like i had to go to bed but then i just ended up watching the whole thing because i was enjoying my time with it um i'm intrigued to see what you think so i think you didn't like
0: it no i thought it was excruciating to be okay, honest fair enough all right um for like <laughs> all cards on the table. Um, I, 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 I quite enjoyed Greenberg um, I can see why people wouldn't enjoy um, Greenberg um, I think I, I actually don't think Greenberg's a very good film I just think that I kind of enjoyed its cantankerousness um, but I also think that it has a lot of there's a lot of unpleasantness in um, in uh, Greenberg as well I, I didn't get on with, with, with a lot of his, his other movies I don't get along with, with the way that um the way that he pitches, I, I have, I have problems with, um, with his, with his context, and I have problems with. Um, There's, there's there's an altruistic style to him. There, there is no denying that. And I don't get on with it, is what I would say. Fair. And I think that, um, that that is on full display in in the Mayowitz stories. And it all pulls me back to the same thing, as the same problems I've always had with No Bound Back. And I think that it's... I think if you don't get on uh, with his movies, I think that the opinions that I have about them... Are perfectly valid, and I think that, that they are right. But I think if you do get on with these movies, um, then your opinions the people who do get on with these movies are completely right. I think that you can have two sides of a fucking coin. He's marmite. I, he is. He is complete yeah, marmite. I think he is. I, I think um I like Francis Haar as well. Sorry, I, I, think I, I, I quite films apart from Greenberg i quite enjoyed uh francis harbert i think that i enjoyed that more because i think Greg Gerwig at that point was very charismatic as a screen presence i don't think she is anymore i think her affectations have gone too far the bound back way to be honest um I, it's my issues with the film are probably the same as my issues with no bound back films as as a whole uh, you know that the, the does everything that annoys me about uh, Noah Baumbach movies in that uh, it's one of those things where in a similar way to what I said about um, Darren Aronofsky in that Noah Baumbach, by his very nature, will always look around any room and go, I am the smartest, most well-read man in this room but at the same point with no bound back he will also go and I've had the most dysfunctional life of anybody in this room <laughs> and, and that that is it it is it, and the thing is it's there's a, a level of criticism but I can understand it in the fact is that your problems so anyone's anyone's problems are always relative to their situation and to their standing and to their um, their reach within life so the problem with with of somebody the problems of somebody who let's say was raised on a council estate are relative to them the problems to somebody who was raised in a um, luxury apartment in manhattan are relative to them the problem is I don't give a shit about British kitchen sink dramas because I don't give a shit about those problems. And I also don't give a shit about the um, the bourgeois problems of these people. I, I give a shit about the middle of that. And the problem is, Noel Baumbach seems determined to try and convince us that these problems are real and horrible. And to him, they are. And I get it. I get that the dysfunctionalness of... Of, of that and that every one of his films has a has a um an autobiographical leaning towards it and that is fine Him was a filmmaker and the fact that he has a, a, a very strong and a very dedicated audience is fine but me personally i just don't fucking care about these because i i, I don't find no boundbacks bourgeois leanings and his bourgeois characters they have all the pomp and ceremony of, 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 of these bourgeois intellectuals and these artistic types but they have no none of the fun or the flair of these, they're all the neurosis and the megalomania and the egotisticalness of these characters with all the dysfunction with none of the actual pleasantries of the, any of this and that's what kind of it is, I, I'm watching it going stop fucking whining you've got dustin hoffman's character constantly whining about well i never made any money and blah and blah and blah ah uh, you're living in a, a a house in the middle of manhattan i think you've done all right for yourself but to him he's not because he's constantly looking up the chain he's never it's about people who are never happy with their lot in life even if their lot's brilliant in life, they're never happy with their lot in life. And it, it's, it just it's nails down a fucking chalkboard to me. I'm not going to argue. Like I, I but, yeah. Honestly, uh, there was a point where um, in the movie, um, they're watching another one of um, Candice... Um, Band patterns, actually, Grace Van Band patterns, student movies. Yeah. Uh, and I actually turned to Beck's and went. I'd prefer to watch one of those for a fucking two hours than this. What did, what did Becky think of it? Um, she hated the first hour, and liked the second hour. Okay, fair enough. Uh, no, she, no, that, that's unfair. She didn't hate the first hour. She said it's just a bit boring. So I'm not not liking it. But it is a bit boring. If it's just another hour of this, then it's it's kind of what's the point? She was disappointed because she was really, really looking forward to it. But she, she did say it at one point where I, I paused it to go and get a drink and said, "How is there still fucking half an hour left?" Um, she said, I- "I'm actually quite enjoying it now." And I was like, "I'm I'm wanting to pull my eyes out." Um, it, it was. Yeah, I, I, I just, I couldn't get on with it. Adam Sandler is, is is, playing a microcosm of every Adam Sandler character in this movie. It, it is, he gets to do the Adam Sandler, happy Gilmore, man-child thing several times in this. It's just in a no-bound-back movie, so people are calling it brilliant rather than calling it, away oh, we go again. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's I think he's decent. but I think he's think- decent. Yeah, honest, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think he's decent, but he does do the the sort of zero to shelter. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: There, th- there's like three separate
1: doing. occasions
0: he does that in this film. Yeah. Emma Thompson's just doing what Emma Thompson does now. She's 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 basically just going. She's basically doing roles now that Kate Blanchett's looking at and going, huh. That's what I'll be doing in 10 years' time. Dustin hmm. Hoffman's playing cranky Dustin Hoffman, and Ben Stiller is doing what Ben Stiller's done for nearly 30 years. So it's shit, then? It, it, yeah, I thought it was shit, okay. but, but if, if, if you like this kind of thing, it's fine. However, it it, it, it oh it, it, it fucking grates me this type of movie. It really fucking does, because this movie gets away with being like it is because it because people think it's smart, because people talk smart and people talk about smart things. But then when you actually get into the minutiae of it and you break it down, they're not. Then there's a running fucking thing throughout the entire movie about the fact that the Whitmore might have lost the sculpture that they bought from him. And it's mentioned a lot of the times. And that is smart because it's the Whitmore. It's smart because it's written and directed by a smart, well-spoken man. But there is dumb fucking comedy out there because this is a comedy, there's no getting away from it, it's a comedy, that is fucking smarter than this, that you will get called dumb for liking. And it bothers me, because it is, this can get away with being, with, with being like this, with having Pagina Man in it. And if you stuck that in a Kevin Smith fucking movie, it'd get fucking panned that's as a, being that's a fair point. Yeah. sexist, as being misogynist, as taking advantage of a young, beautiful actress having her just be obsessed with sex, stuff like that. But in a No Boundback movie, oh, isn't it meta and brilliant? Well, is it, though? Or is it that just No Boundback wanted to get a beautiful, young actress to cavort about in not a lot of clothes it's I don't when I find this movie insulting or I find the fact that people will tell me how smart it is insulting and I do feel like when they say that going oh can you just hold my drink a second and then while they're holding their drink and my drink I can slap them in the face and go sorry carry on what were you saying it's this, this this type of cinema annoys me.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm sorry. Yes. I'm
0: sorry about this because you did enjoy it. And, and I'm not saying that people are dumb for liking this movie. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that you can't have your fucking cake and eat it. And no, this I movie. I totally does.
1: 100% understand why it would rub people up the wrong way. I yeah. 100% understand that. I just i i, I like I enjoyed my time with the characters. I did think there was some funny stuff in there. Um, I don't know. I just I liked the conversations, but it is what
0: it is. Yeah, there was there was individual bits of it I quite enjoyed. The him sitting down when he's on the table, and the guy keeps putting his stuff down on the table, he's like motherfucker put stuff down on our tail. and then when he puts the glass down he has a drink at the glass then puts it down and says that's my protest was i, I laughed
1: at that bit i've straight but, the thing is i've straight up done that to people before
0: it doesn't surprise me yeah and it's the sort mm. of thing that, that i would i would do but then it's followed by the jacket a bit and the minute he does that and he's like that's my jacket you go in no it's not it's not your jacket mm. it's just not I know it's not. I know what's going to happen. He's going to get there and it's going to be, it's not his. Well, yeah, quite. And it, 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 there's just bits like that and it's like, right, cool. So it wants his jacket. Brilliant. And the, uh, I don't think I've ever seen Jean run. Yeah, that's how she runs. Is that, is that, is that a joke? I can't work it out. Well. Just. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> sorry, I I, I I'm sorry because you enjoyed it. It was alright. Bex Bex said that to me afterwards. Said, "Do you want a drink or something?" Because you seem to have it seems to have rubbed you up the wrong way. And I was like, I do, I don't know why I do this to myself because every time after I've watched a Noah Baumbach movie, I, I I get like that, and it it, it does it, it's but I'll, but it if in two years' time, there's another No back movie on Netflix, I'm going to fucking watch it. <laughs> well, more for you. But I got, I, I, I went into it going, do you know what? I don't, I don't get on with No back movies. I don't. But, I like Adam Sandler, I like Ben Stiller, I like Dustin Hoffman, I like Emma Thompson, I really like the trailer. Let's give it a go. I, I, and I didn't go with it. And, and Ian, Ian, no, you do not have to rewatch the Squid in the Whale because I didn't like the Squid in the Whale, so I rewatched it and I still didn't like it. I waited a couple of years, I rewatched it, and I fucking hated it. Okay. So you don't have to rewatch it. It's Greenberg, uh, Greenberg. Greenberg. No, because no, you, you said about uh, that. You said you, you thought you might have to rewatch um, Squid in the Whale as well. I think didn't no, you? No, I, I Oh, it's Greenberg. Yeah. So, I, but, 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 so also, I won't watch Greenberg. Enjoy. And, and embrace not liking things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to have a look at our audience thing and, and wait fucking disagree with me and I'll just go, you're talking fucking bollocks, Mark, when you listen to this.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. But what are, what was the vote? Ah, Tell
0: me. my own stories. Definitely not shit. 40%. Okay. Touching cloth, zero yeah. percent. Wow. 60 percent. So that is, it, it does fall back to the thing of, of what, like what you said, that he's fucking Marmite. Yeah. That's and as Marmite
1: is. as it gets almost as well, isn't it, for fuck's sake? Yep.
0: Um, right, questions. Uh, we have one from Noel, our current yes. book correspondent, who I'm guessing will be joining us next week for our Thor Ragnarok um. Sure. Um, most responsible babysitters on film, I'll start. And he's giving us Jason Statham in The, fast of, well, sorry, the Fate of the Furious. Zhao Yun Fat in Hard Boiled. Oh, that's that was mine. He's
1: not technically a babysitter, but fuck it.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Pull G uh, and shoot him up.
1: <laughs> no, not Paul
0: Jim Atty, Clive Owen, sorry. <laughs> Clive
1: Owen.
0: That, that would have been yeah. a different film. Um, we can't. Yeah, I'm, tra- I, I'm trying. Chow Young fat was going to be mine. Sorry. Yeah, that's a good one. Though. Um Rick Kid uh, at Rick uh, J. Kid. Uh, Besides us, know which films have a pre-opening credits at scenes which make you go. Oh no! This is going to be shit, isn't oh, it? That's a good question. Yeah. Fuck, oh, that's a good question.
1: Um. Oh, that's a good question.
0: Try think. Films with pre-credits. <laughs> I think I think it was. I think the third, the third Cube movie has oh, a terrible pre-credits. Cube um, Zero is that? Yes, it has a terrible pre-credits. I remember, remember rightly. I remember thinking at that point. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, we are not in for a that. good sit-down. I, um, I saw that before. But... Doesn't... Um, does Wolverine's X-Men Origins have a pre-credits that's pretty Yeah, it crap. does. Yeah, it's... Um, they, uh, them as kids. That's it, yeah. It's shit.
1: Yeah, that's a good shout,
0: actually. Yeah, that's going to be mine. Yeah. Okay. Because that because I was really looking forward to that and then it happened oh, and I went... I oh oh my <laughs>
1: oh that's a good question but I fuck man i
0: i god i don't know i can't i can't i might i might I'm come sorry. back to that next week as well okay that's a good shout i'm, fa- I'm favouriting in that so i can come back to it next week um <laughs> steve dixon uh, at the great sd i still remember my dad taking me to see the return of the jedi as a kid and loving it what are your fondest memories of cinema that made you fall in love with film
1: Um, my mom and dad weren't really into films. Well, my my mom isn't into films. My dad wasn't into films. I should, I should clarify. Um, I mean, I mean, I've said it many times, but Jurassic Park was a formative fucking experience. Like, I just remember the queue outside the cinema, like where it literally was a blockbuster. Like the fucking line for that thing was ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know, it just like osmosis of movies through the years really, but that's my defining one.
0: Yeah, um mine mine's not really a particular movie. It's more a um I mean, I think the, I, I remember the first movie I saw, which I think I spoke about on I think I had on the show, one of the Patreon shows was um Masters of the Universe uh, in 1988 I think it was uh there's sort of been like six seven or six when I watched probably six I think it came out um yeah six I think it came out Christmas um but it was I I remember um like a lot of people from my generation I I came from a a a what is defined as a a broken home um I remember kind of like summers from when I was maybe like 10 years old 10 to about 13 so the period of where i was old enough to go out of the house on my own but not quite old enough to go oh my god girls exist um so that kind of like two three year period there um back in the the hedonistic days of the early 90s um whereby i remember like school holidays um because my parents weren't together uh it was like there was no family days out or anything like that or like Family holidays, so we didn't go on those type of things. So a lot of my friends and I'd be on days out with family, or they'd be on family holidays for a week. Or in the school holidays, I'd have like a couple of weeks where there was like nobody to hang out with because everyone'd be on fucking holiday. Um, I would literally get up on a morning, um, and this this fucking shows the the difference of the times we live in, and it's only like twenty five years ago. And i would like um, twenty five years. Well, yeah, about twenty five years ago. Um, and I'd cycle to the view, the same view that I go to now. On a morning to go to the uh, kids club movie, which they probably still have, maybe I don't know. But yeah, I'd go yeah. to that um, on a morning, and they'd be on at like ten in the morning, uh, mm. and it'd be like a quid or a quid fifty or something like that to go and see this movie, and you get a popcorn with it, so you get popcorn and a movie for like a quid fifty. I didn't even used to lock my bike up; I used to just leave it outside. Never got it. <laughs> just wow. used to fucking leave it propped proper up against the wall on the side of the cinema. Yeah. And it never occurred to me to ever even fucking lock it up. So, yeah, that is the difference in times we fucking live in, that you could do that. But I used to just go in, and I used to just bounce around from movie to movie. I think mean, I've said this on the podcast before, you know, and in my mind it was like this fucking great fucking Machiavellian scheme that I had i just go from screen to screen. And in reality, it's just the people that work there I just didn't give a shit. Um, but, like, the kids club thing, you know, like it wasn't just like it is now where I'm guessing it is – you get the ice age movies and you get the Shrek movies. And then the week after that, you get despicable me. And then the week after that, you get the ice age movies and the Shrek movies. Yeah. I remember I saw things like, um, I mean, often it it was stuff like Sandlot kids, my girl, my girl Two, And fucking rookie of the year, and mighty ducks. But there was also things like E.T. I fucking saw close encounters doing that. Um, Batteries Not Included, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters fucking 2, I saw at the cinema in the early 90s, uh, projected on fucking film, for a quid 50. Nice. You know, um, Teen Wolf, Back to the Future, all of these things that now people will go and see fucking retro screens for and pay 15, 20 quid. And I'm there fucking rocking up at fucking 10 years old, at fucking telling the morning on a Tuesday and paying one pound fifty to see it. It, 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 and it was that that kind of developed my my love of cinema because it was like that was the fucking thing that I that I did and it was the thing that I did for comfort and I'll it, now it still do it where people I bet here we mentioned in movies and stuff like that and I'll go I saw that at the cinema when I was a kid and she'll go and who did you go with Mark on my own <laughs> and so it's that thing I've i i always gone gone to the cinema on my own and people mm. always go at me when, they, when they when you say i'm going to the cinema oh are you better get to see this no i'm going on my own and like go to the cinema on your own i'm like Yeah, I yes, get that. I, I, i'm going to do an activity where you are actually supposed to sit quietly for two fucking hours and i'm going to do it on my own oh my god <laughs> i don't know how you how you can do it on your own Easily. I'll go with you Becky if it's what she dark. wants to see. But you just sit down and you yeah. watch a fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, it, but it, 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 and I'm sure all of our listeners will, will be going, yeah, I get that. Because it does, it baffles some people. But not us. Don't baffle us. We love it. So that was that was it. It was more than one movie. It was the, I don't know, the fucking comfort of, of a little bit of like, weird kind of, like, stability and almost fucking latchkey parenthood that kind of made me fall in love with cinema. Nice, man. Yeah, uh, so, Ian, uh, that was... Uh, what are we covering next week? We
1: are going to be covering the mighty Geostorm. Yep. Um, Wheelman is out on Netflix on Friday, so I'm assuming we'll give that a crack. The Frank Grillo starring... <laughs> Joe Carnahan yep. produced film, I believe.
0: Will we also be tra- will, will we also be doing Thor Ragnarok? It what next week? Um, yeah.
1: yeah. Fuck. I suppose we can do. Yeah. Um. I mean, I suppose it depends on when we record. Yeah. Because are you seeing it Tuesday? I think. I, well, yeah. Yeah, I'll see
0: it Tuesday. Yeah. Because Noel's seen it Tuesday. Oh fuck it! All right then. We'll just record next Wednesday if Noel's about then. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think I'll think i have to go and see it Tuesday, because I've gone from, I don't care, to, oh, yes, all right, yeah.
1: Sweet, okay, cool, yeah, so, fuck, man, that's going to be a busy fucking show, because, um, I brawling mean, Brawl in bottle 99 is on VOD from Friday. Um, is it? Yeah. Is that, is that just going straight onto iTunes? Yeah, it's on iTunes on Friday.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, man, Ooh. um... The Death of Stalin's out, which I'm planning on seeing. Happy Death Day's out, which I'm intrigued by. Um, It is a... Bumper. I have to go see My Little Pony, in the movie. So I'm going to talk about that next week. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah.
0: You're going to say that through such fucking gritty teeth when you have to go up to the counter and go, could I have an adult and a child from My Little Pony, please?
1: Are we going to make... Oh, God. Are we going to make Noel sit through us, talk about Geostorm before we do four?
0: <laughs> I, think, I think maybe we should. Yeah,
1: that'd be funny. Uh, but yeah, busy <laughs> show next week. Yes. Um, is there anything else we
0: need to add? Nah, I'm good. I'm hungry. I am, I am pretty fucking hungry. I have I've a call of ham to eat. Um, yes, so that was episode 228. Um another fun recording we hope you've enjoyed listening we'll be back next week with a bumper show packed with a lot of reviews and a a what we're hoping is a very satisfied and happy um Marvel loving mancunian in no um so uh, uh patreon slash doonamonkey at ian loring at dofoz at the monkey at gmail.com think that's everything
1: thank On you for listening
0: and we'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.